Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. Oh, it sounds like you into it today. I had to let my vocals out for a minute. What's up with the uh, What's up with the shirt, man? Let people know what's going on. Shout out to Bucks, man. Shout out to Bucks. It ain't, ain't you know just just showing love to the love that we get because we didn't even ask for this. Yes. Yeah. Um, and everybody been hitting me. I had people call me because uh, you know, Bucks had he, he made like physical additions that he sent to us. I don't know if y'all knew that, but uh, somebody I posted it on the through the wire and somebody called me like, bro, thinking it was real. And it was even coming. <laughs> I'm like, man, that ain't real. And then he tried, he tried to play it off. Like, no, I'm just, I knew it wasn't real. I'm just saying. What would a through the wire game even look like, though? Like, what, what could it possibly be? It's just going to have missions, bro. It's like, going to have a, a deep meals mission where you got to go get some food or something like that. And you got to mm -hmm. make it. I don't, I don't know. It's just going to have a bunch of missions in there, I feel like. Open That's world type like. thing. Y'all yeah, know, like, can, and, and like the GTA. GTA, you got like three characters. You switch through them to do the missions, and and yeah. D Mills missions is like a shift at Portillo's. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Bucks, man. Shout out to Bucks. I still haven't got him yet, people. Once I get him, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Oh, definitely. I'm putting man on offer up. Joking. <laughs> may be able to get that Xbox for the right price. Yeah, man. We need we we need some help getting the rest of our pro am members Xboxes. <laughs> So if y'all got any hookups, how many we need? Mike, Mike need one. John need one, and Kyron needs one. Or did Kyron say Walmart got him? He said that he's gonna try to at Walmart, but he <laughs> he didn't confirm that it, he's gonna get it. So and I got a feeling that one like like man, I'm waiting on man Target talking about it just shipped. So I don't know when that means, but I got a feeling one of our five is like not gonna get it for a very long time. I if I'm being honest. Wait, what? What'd you say, D-Mills? I'll go ahead and scoop it. No. I don't know why. <laughs> what are and, you going to do with it? Honestly, though, honestly though, Mills, like, you really don't play the game that much. And you can still talk in the party, like, with us once everybody's on the newer gen. So. No, this is my thing. He said it like it's at the store right now. <laughs> like, Mike and them don't have one because they can't buy them. It's not there. So where are you just going to get this Xbox from? I'll find a way. He going he gonna to pay resale. He going to pay that, that band. Hell no. Nah. Exactly. Then you ain't getting one if you're not paying that fair. Because everybody got it up for like a thousand on offer up, and that's just wild. I got yeah, mad. I got mad at the early for seven fifty. Oh. So you know, I, I ain't had to pay the whole band, but it was it was still expensive. Seven fifty ain't bad. I paid five fifty for the the retail price. Mm -hmm. So if you really want the game and paying like an extra two hundred, ain't really it's not really shit. And he got it the day early too. And I got it the now, day early too, yeah. And now I understand that from the high school kids' perspective, that extra two hundred, the five fifty by itself would have been a lot. But like grown ass man, like if you really want the game that bad and you somewhat can make a profit off of it, because I make YouTube videos here and there off my shit, so you can make that two hundred back. Like I, I made two hundred off YouTube last month, so that goes right to the game. You know what I'm saying? But. Now, if you're just going to be on that motherfucker playing Fortnite like you, D-Mills, and I have to agree with Mike, then shit, don't pay seven fifty to fucking play Fortnite. D-Mills, you don't know how much that drove us crazy when you he, he had joined the party, and for some reason, he's like, I'm going to go play Fortnite. And then, like, me and Pierre are playing 2K, and all we hear is just sticks in the background. We're like, we know you're not building. <laughs> this is exactly how it was. He was like this. 
and he's not even a gamer. So me and Mike are crying laughing because I'm here. That's how people be in the movies when they be fake playing. Facts, facts. We like, we like, bro. What is it? We like Derek, bro. I we know you're not playing that game over there like that. He I was trying. I was trying. Now he. And then you, what you play one game and then quit. No, I got, yeah, I got my smoke. <laughs> I can imagine. Well, today's episode, this is the official like through the wire draft show. It's not mock draft, so we don't talk about the draft. Some of our favorite prospects, we broke it up into different lists, and it should be a lot of fun. Uh, I started my draft research a little while ago, so I'm, I'm I uh, know most of the people out there. But I'm very still very, very far from a draft expert. So I don't want people coming onto this show and looking at me as an expert because I'm I'm far from that. You know what I'm saying? So that's exactly why we didn't do like a mock drafts. I'm not going to say who's the best prospect, but we got like favorites, um, bus potential, um, who we want to see our team draft. We got a lot of different categories for today's episode. Which ones do y'all want to start off with? Um, favorites. Let's start with favorites. I'm right. definitely interested to see, to hear some of these ones from y'all what are the chances uh-huh. that like people have the same one same same I'm, favorites i'm I'm going to kind of make sure i don't mm-hmm. i mean unless somebody says my absolute favorite then i'm gonna be pissed off but right. you know nobody should say down here because nobody is in tune with that guy but mm-hmm. we know mike is going to have sadiq, sadiq bay sadiq bay i'm on so put him on there just because he didn't be, his name been said too many times he just mm-hmm. like the he he already on the list but he not like gonna be named on the list I'm more so interested to hear like what Derek has to say. So Leah, yeah. De- Derek, open it up. Who who is one of your favorite? And please prospects? don't hit us with no damn. I like Anthony Edwards. No, I'm curious. I got a question. Can one of my favorites also be one of my sleepers? Why not? Okay, you're a host here. It's your show too. All right, All right so Jaden McDaniels, I like him. He got a lot of offensive versatility. Six ten, long. He got. I those love those your answer, DB. Uh, what else did I write? He got really good footwork. I like his. Uh, but his weakness is his thin frame. I feel like he can really. In the next level, if he don't already put on some weight, he can get bullied a little bit. Um, it's going to be real interesting to see his transition to the league because I feel like he has a lot of upside. So I think he's worth that risk in like that mid to late first round. Mm. So yeah. you'll be looking at one of your teams to pick him up mid late first round. Yeah, like the Blazers. I wouldn't mind him being on the Blazers. A good guy to come off the bench and just he got one job and that's a score. And he's shown that he can do that at the college level. So. So, so my question to a, a Blazer fan for a team that's trying to win now, do you want to draft, like, players that are – because when I see Jaden McDaniels, I kind of look at him like a kind of like a project, right? He's not going to come in yeah, and instantly be good for y'all. Um, but for the past couple of years, y'all have drafted prospects that need work, like Anthony Simons and Azir Little. These weren't players that can come in and really impact the game now, but they're more banking on, like, the future. So do, do you think that's still, like, the, the way that y'all should be drafting? I mean, but when you're drafting that late, how many guys are really available to where you actually? I think I think from from my little research from this year's draft, I think this could be a draft where like there's a decent amount of players that could come in and be end of the line rotational pieces like year one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all drafted like sixteen or eighteen, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, hypothetically, Sadiq Bay. I don't know. We joke about Sadiq Bay a lot. Like a guy like Sadiq Bay could still be available. And also, the end of the end of the first round. Or like the, the back end of the draft is where you're going to find a lot of guys that can come in and help right away because that's where the four-year players are available. Um, the, you know, four-year or older, three to four-year players aren't taken really in a hey, lottery. I don't want to cut you off, but at 16, Kevin O'Connor's mock draft has Sadiq Bay going to the Trailblazers. So he would, he would 
My Minecraft had the same one on YouTube, which was posted about two and a half weeks ago. So Kevin O'Connor is probably Kevin O'Connor. Oh, come on, Kevin. You know what I'm saying? But no, and our, like, that would be a better one. Um, because the, the reason I don't like Jaden McDaniels to the Trailblazers is because, like, the scoring potential that you said, for him to be that score, I don't think he would have the opportunity to take the type of shots he likes to take um, with a team like the Blazers who have a CJ and a Dane. A lot of guys that come before him, you know what I mean? They'll get their shots before his. So I don't I don't ever being able I don't ever see him being able to take those shots that he was taking at Washington. He likes tough shots. He he takes off the dribble, contested mid-ranges because he's so tall. Um he's a bad shot taker. Uh yeah. he didn't he came off the bench towards the end of the year because of his attitude and his motor. People don't like that. So like when you're taking on to a team like Portland, you have to be a guy like Gary Trent who's ready, who's kind of willing to get it out the mud. I, I'll do anything so I can get my minutes. And then once I get my earn my minutes, I'll take my baby steps. So like Gary Trent Jr., he defended to get his minutes. And then once he got once he got his minutes, he started to shoot the ball and take those opportunities and score. And then, you know, that's how you got to get it. I don't know if Jaden McDaniels would be willing to do the dirty work to start getting the shots that he likes to take. That's just me. I'm more so a KB. I think Jaden McDaniels does have upside, like you said. But I think he would have to go to a team where he can, uh, you know, kind of be looked at as a project and slowly get his minutes or be able to take the shots he takes. So it's tough. It's tough. He was a guy that was a projected lottery pick who could fall out of the first round. You know what I'm saying? So Draft.net has him going to the Nuggets at number 22. Mm. I can see him with the Nuggets, but he reminds me of Michael Porter Jr. Like my comparison is Michael Porter Jr. of now. Not what Michael Porter Jr. can be, but like the Michael Porter Jr. we see now is what I can see Jaden McDaniels being. Like tough shot taker. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah, uh, it's just tough. I, I loved him going into the year. People was thinking he could be top five. Now we're talking about 22. It's tough. Mm-hmm. What about you, Mike? Who's who's one of your top or favorite prospects in this year's draft? Uh, Jaden McDaniels was one of mine, too. He was just a shot creator, and he was super tall and lengthy. Uh, I think, you know, he's something to work on. But one of my favorite prospects, too, that also one of my sleepers, but Cassius Stanley. Um, he, he's like a wing that I think can come in and be a nice rotational piece for a lot of teams, especially teams that like to get out and run. I was looking at some of his numbers. He's like one of the top guys in transition, nice frame. He can play defense and also he can spot up shoot. So he's one of those like back end players where I think like NBA ready, he's not going to be a top guy on your team or somebody you're going to look to build around, but he could definitely come in and contribute right away to a team. Yeah, he's not one of the players that I know too much about, so uh, I'm going to take your word for what you said about him. No, I think that was a good one. A guy that end up on a team like the Raptors mm-hmm. and, you know, be a Norman Powell over the course of the years. Super athletic, though. Jump out the gym. I think uh, said he had like a 40-something. Like, he had a crazy yeah. injury. Yeah, crazy yeah. From, from where, where? Where did he uh, go to school? Duke. Du- okay. Mm-hmm. Went to um, – came out of Sierra Canyon where LeBron and them goes. Super high flying guy. He has some. He has some footage against pros too. He plays in the Rico Hines uh, runs and stuff like that. He can hold his own. Uh, that's a good one, though, Mike. That's, that's a good one. Uh, I'll go next. Um, one of my favorite prospects in this year's draft is Jalen Smith. Um, I think he's like the prototypical center for this year's like this this game. 
where he has ability to protect the paint, but like you, he's a pick and popper to the max. And then his first step is a lot faster than you would think a guy his size would be. Um, there's like plays where he, he's being guarded by, by other bigs and they're expecting the jump shot because he just hit two threes in a row and he gets right past them and gets to the lane. Um, and everything I've read is that he's a hard worker. Uh, he's a team-oriented guy. And those are the type of players that have long NBA careers. Right? I don't think that Jalen Smith is going to be like a superstar player in the league, but like a longevity starting center across his career, I feel like he can be that guy. He reminds me of like the molds of... Who, Miles Turner. Miles Turner, Serge Ibaka type modes where like I'm a, I can protect the paint to an elite level and I can also stretch the floor. And those are the centers that this league needs. So he's one of my favorite prospects. A lot of our fans in the comments are, are gonna are gonna like that one. They they love Jalen Smith. A lot of teams who are picking in the, in the teen range, they want their team to get him. Um I'm thinking that even like a, a team like the Pelicans might shoot him high. Because That's, imagine him on the Pelicans. Right, so that's right. where they he's projected to go at the moment, according to Kevin O'Connor at 13, and he would be like the perfect center for perfect. Zion. For perfect. Real. Perfect. You're talking about having Lonzo, JJ, Ingram, Zion, and then Jalen Smith. That And then that's a situation where Jalen Smith, like you said, he doesn't have to come in and be some primetime player. You know what I'm saying? He could just go in there and be able to shoot the three and protect the rim and be mobile enough to get up and down the court. I like that one a lot. And then and that's on top of whatever they'll get for Drew Holiday if they trade him right. so I, I think that would be an excellent pick for them um out of maryland too so shout out to maryland right and uh, i think last year he played a lot of the four and he looked all right his his freshman season at the four he almost went, he almost went last year he almost went right. to the draft so shout out to him to, to bet on himself mm -hmm. yeah his draft st stock rose after was it Bruno Fernando was his center mm -hmm. his freshman mm -hmm. year? Bruno Fernando goes to the league and does nothing. And now he's projected to go to the league and be an impactful player. I, I like him a lot. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of it. Like Smalls wants the heat to get him. He won't fall to the heat. <laughs> um, Reese would love the Mavericks to get him. I don't think he falls to the Mavericks. They're like at 17 or 18. Um, I think it's going to be hard for the Pelicans to pass on. Yeah. Just my thing. <clears throat> my, what are we doing? Favorite or sleeper? Uh, we're doing favorites. Favorite? Uh, yeah, my favorite is Patrick Williams. Uh, Patrick Williams out of uh, Florida State University. I know a lot of people give attention to Devin Vassell, but Patrick Williams to me is just like a man child. I think he's the youngest player in the draft besides um, Alexei Pokashevsky, but he's like overseas. But like right. American-born players, he's the youngest one. He has a 6'7", a 6'8", 235, 240 pound Grown frame. man body already you know that southern boy um bill and then um he played a little minute he came off the bench because he was a freshman but he averaged one block and one steal um in that little bit of time shot 32 percent from three 83 percent from the free throw line so he's, he's showing that he can be able to project to be a solid shooter um and then he's an underrated playmaker out of the pick and roll which i love you know what i mean i think having pick and roll heavy offenses in the nba um being able to do that just makes you that more versatile and um, I think he can grow into a stopper. You know what I mean? Somebody who can, can, can be solid defensively and versatile defensively. And I look at him in the mold of like, I see some Kawhi mannerisms. Obviously, I'm not projecting him to be exactly Kawhi Leonard, but mm -hmm. I see some Kawhi in him. And then I also see some Paul Millsap, guy that mm -hmm. can play 3-4 and a guy that's just going to be a winning player. Like he's going, whatever team he goes to, they're going to win. Like Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap won with the Jazz, the Hawks, the Nuggets. Like I think he can be that type of guy. Yeah, I, I like him too. Um, you already mentioned it, him coming off the bench. 
is like what I've been seeing a lot of people concerned about. But like he was a young player on a very good college scene. Like Florida State's always been really good. Uh, so I don't think that's something you should be looking into too much as far as him being com- a, a player to come off the bench. And like you said, youngest player, youngest American-born player in the draft, um, he would have to, in my eyes, he would have to go to a team similar to what we just said about Jaden McDaniels that looks at him as a project, you know, and let's, let's wait two, three years and develop him before we start to really grade him on his NBA uh, productivity. Yeah, there's talks that he could jump up. Uh, yeah. Detroit likes him. My Knicks <laughs> like him. So I, I like the Knicks got him. I would love it. So the, yeah, so there's a lot of players that because of this this long wait that we've had in between seeing them play in the draft, they're like players are jumping because people are like watching as much film as possible. People are are doing more research on these players and they're falling in love with them. And Patrick Patrick Williams is one of those dudes that like a lot of people are falling in love with, which is which is pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's definitely also got to be that interest when you can find a prospect that's already basically there defensively, mm. like his frame. And his ability to make plays on the defensive end. And I mean, once he starts, tra- like, if his offensive game can translate and start growing, I mean, you got to, it's just a win win situation situation for you. At the end of the day, he's still 6'8, and he could be a defensive stopper for you. Right. So, I mean, the offensive game is going to come, especially with better talent around him. Agreed. I agree, Mike. I think it's easy to develop those type of guys because. Number one, he's going to be able to touch the floor because he'll be able to defend from day one, especially if, talk, if he's coming to a team like my team who has a defensive-minded coach like Thibodeau. Um, they would just hone in on those skills and make him as good as he can be defensively. And I think developing him offensively would be easy because you're never going to just give him the ball and say, go make a play, right? It would just be like spoon-feeding him. Going to start off being able to catch and shoot threes, playing off of somebody like an R.J. Barrett, and then, you know, taking baby steps from just catching and shoot threes is just – now that you can catch and shoot a three, catch, shoot, pump fake, one dribble, pull up into a mid-range shot. And then the more we add on to that, we just continue to build. And I think that's how Kawhi became the score he was. He was playing off the guys in San Antonio. And then the next thing you know, he was catching and shooting. Then he was pump faking, getting to his mid-range spot. Then he started getting spots. And then next thing you know, he was developing into an ISO score. And now we look and it's not really shit Kawhi can't do. And Kawhi still isn't like a it's still very simple because you can see he was developed into it. You know, he's not a, like a born scorer like KD. Kawhi don't get in his bag or anything, but he put a lot of time into his moves. That it's like, you know what Kawhi is trying to go. You know how he's trying to get there, but you can't stop it. Kawhi ain't never like did some fucking ankle breaker out of nowhere. Like Kawhi is going to dump, dump. And what I say all the time <laughs> is my favorite part of his game is his body and his strength. And if Patrick, he could he could incorporate that same game because if you put that body on somebody that two thirty, they can't really block your shot. Like it's yeah. hard to do that. It's either you shifty or you strong. Mm-hmm. Two S's. That's how you create separation. And third S is you shifty or you strong. Because you're right. If a motherfucker dip they two forty five shoulder to me, I'm backing off. You're gonna get space, and get then they all be six seven six eight, and that that is is butter. It's butter. D Mills, give us another one of your favorites. Uh, Devin, uh, Devin Vassell, he's mm. 3 and D ready. Um, I like his improvement from his freshman year to his sophomore year. I think he averaged four points in sophomore year. I mean, freshman year. This year he averaged 12. And then his ability, he improved to create a shot off the dribble a little bit. Uh, I think his freshman year, he only shot one shot off the dribble. This year he shot like 35. So it was definitely a big jump there. And uh, I think a team like Phoenix could really use him because he, he comes in. 
and he comes in and he just strictly shoot threes. He plays off Devin Booker and he kind of fits in with Cam Johnson. Then that allows Kelly Oubre they can just let him walk because he can kind yeah, of be a Bridges though. Yeah, but he can come off the bench. I mean, he's a rookie. I mean, I would expect him to go off the bench anyway. <laughs> Miguel Bridges, I'm pretty sure he starts. I would yeah. put him in my starting lineup. Yeah, Devin Sell's a, a very good prospect. He's literally mm-hmm. like the prototypical 3 and D guy. Um, and you can't have too many of those dudes on your roster. You know what I'm saying? So it's just If you can get a team with a bunch of 3 and D guys for your wing positions, uh, you're going to be in a good spot. So I, I like that pick. He is kind of small, though. He's 194. I think he needs to put on a little bit more weight. Mm. Was he? Especially to be heard... guard those bigger guards in the NBA. Yeah. They don't. Was, was he up. doing something with his jump shot? Like it did look like it? they changed it a, a bit um, in the video that came out a few weeks ago. He was still smacking them things, but it did look less fluid than it did like in college. For His sure. man, he came out and said he was just joking around after the workout. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> hey, that's a weird way to joke around and still just be yeah, lights yeah. out. They they must have was doing something that, that shot and everybody reacted to it so strongly. They were probably like, <laughs> that. like that was a joke. We were joking. I like Devin Vassell. Devin Vassell is a good point to Patrick Williams. They come from the same school. He was their best player. He's projected to go lottery for a while now, and he only averaged 12 points because right. Florida State just has that type of offense where nobody is – like that's their best player, the higher projected player to go, and he's only giving you 12 points just because nobody over there is really getting it going to their full bag. So I think that also works to Devin Vassell. Like he – the opportunity to really do his thing wasn't there. But I think he's – yeah, I think he's like the best 3 and D wing – um, I'm so interested to see where he's go, where he goes though. He can go high, he can fall. Devin Vassell is very interesting, um, but I do think he is prototypical. I would kind of compare him to like a Mikael Bridges, Otto Porter, and then if he can develop some offensive game more, some Chris Middleton. But he would have to like develop that one on one a little bit more, um, mm-hmm. in my opinion. What about you, Mike? Uh, yeah, uh, my next favorite prospect. Is uh Desmond Bain. Uh he type guy. Yeah, he he's a dude that he he's not shy to shoot the ball. He's got a lot of range. I think on a, a decent amount of attempts too. It had to be like over five. He shot over 45% from deep. So he could definitely shoot the ball. Um he's like six six, got a nice body, so he could play defense. One of those dudes that you could plug in, probably guard like two, three, maybe even four if the other team is playing some small ball. And then uh he looks like a spark plug <laughs> off the bench. You know, I, my comparison is like an Eric Gordon type player. Uh, I don't think he's really that athletic, but maybe no. like even a current, maybe like a current day Eric Gordon with mm-hmm. the Rockets. I, I think he could be, but no, he's definitely a player that probably seems going to be looking at. Yeah, no, he's going to be, a, he's going to be one of those guys that will be able to come in and instantly be Instant. um, a, a rotational player. You know, he's, he's going to be that type of guy. Um, and you just mentioned everything. I think his, his playmaking is pretty good. Um, great jump shooter. He's not explosive. But I don't think that's what you're asking for him in the first place. You know what I'm saying? You don't need him to be jumping out of the gym. Um, a, a place that a lot of people would like to see him go is with, like, the Dallas Mavericks to pair up yeah. in a backcourt with Luka would be really cool. Um, and wouldn't even ask him to do that much, you know? Just come in, play your role well, high-character guy. I, I had him on my list of favors as well, but I knew somebody here was going to mention him because Man. he has been he has been rising and rising in people's, uh, people's view. But I, I do like that pick, though, Mike. I do. I'm yeah, my question is uh my bad Malcolm right. Brogdon. Mm. Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon, rookie of the year, Malcolm Brogdon, the Malcolm president. Brogdon. Um, another one of my guys is a dude that also has been jumping up a lot, and it's Tyrell Terry. Uh, oh, put on a bunch of. I, I knew I knew Pierre was gonna have him too, but like I remember months ago, 
I was sitting in my dad's backyard where he was barbecuing and a report had came out that Tyrell Terry had the highest basketball IQ in the history of the of the game. And I'm like, whoa, I think I hit the group chat. Like, Pierre, who the heck is this dude? And then I started watching a lot of footage on him and I, I saw it. And then in this offseason, I've talked, hey, little flex, I've talked to his managers and they mentioned how much, uh, how much weight he's put on. That was one of his biggest criticisms and how uh, much he's been in the gym. Shout out to who? Dan P. Yeah, shout out to Dan P, man. Um, and how how much he's been in the gym is is actually insane. And uh, he is another one of those guys who, like, before the season had dropped, people saw him as, like, a late first-round pick, and he's slowly climbing up the ranks. And um, he just he just shows, like, I'm not going to put this on him because it's it's extreme, but he, he shows the ability to shoot off the dribble similar to what, like, Steph Curry did. Uh, which is which is good. Again, I'm not comparing him to Steph Curry, but they do have some similarities in this game. Um, but you could also see him being a Seth Curry. You know, he could be another Curry brother, which would still be really good as an NBA player. So I, I do I do believe that Tyro Terry's he he had he is number one on my favorite list. Number one. Yeah, he was number one on mine as well, um, and also my top sleeper. But I agree with you, KB. Like, I ain't I don't want to put the pressure on him either. But this is the guy that I would take at 10 if I was the Suns. I wouldn't be trying to get Devin Vassell or anybody like that with the wing situation. I would be trying to get my point guard, and he would be him. You put him and Devin Booker in the, in the backcourt with DeAndre Aiden as their man in the middle. And, I mean, high IQ, so you know he'll be able to make the plays. Um, he's put on the strength and got taller, so he's still growing as a kid. And then the shooting ability is everything. The, the shooting is everything. Like playing next to Booker. They got 3 and D wings like Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges. Like I just mentioned, you have a man in the middle like DeAndre Aiden. Um, and then you're playing with a, a, a four like Dario Saric. Or you can put Cam Johnson at the four. And I think you put Tyrell Terry there, and he's he's magnificent. Even if you want to run offense through Devin Booker, which we've seen Devin Booker can get you six to seven assists and run your offense, Tyrell Terry playing off the catch and shoot, it's immaculate, man. I think that is and, – and, and, and even if he struggles day one defensively, you have the 380 wings, like we just mentioned, to kind of try to hide him as much as you can um, until he catches up because he still is a kid, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. uh, physical, you know, wise. But I, I think he's um, – I think he's an excellent prospect. And he's a guy who <clears> – <throat> I love those type of guys because he's a freshman, he's one and done. But, like, to start the season, he was just like a guy that they thought was going to be there a few years. Then he gets talks of potentially going late first round. Then it's like mid first round. Then it's lottery and now – you know, there's talks of him going as high as 10. You know what I'm saying? So I love those type of stories. Um, but uh, another one of my favorites, trying to think who y'all mentioned so far, Tyrell Terry, Desmond Bain. He said Devin Vassell. Um, I'm going to go Malachi Flynn. Malachi mm -hmm. Flynn, um, one of the best assisted turnover ratios in the nation last year. Uh, a junior point guard, so a guy that's going to be able to come in and, and run your team off the bench. Um, I love his pick-and-roll game. He can shoot the thing off the dribble. He can mm -hmm. shoot it off the catch. Like I mentioned, he's going to make good decisions, highest assist to, turn, uh, to turnover ratio. Um, a little small at 6'1", but, I mean, when you play like he does, it, it's fine. It, it'll work. Um, still a solid defender, and he turned, it, he turned his team into one of the best teams uh, in the league, uh, San Diego State. You know, they were one of the top teams at one point. If not, I think they were number one. They might have been undefeated for a very long time. Uh, so I would have loved to seen him play in the tournament. Unfortunately, we know what happened um, there. But, yeah, I think Malachi Flynn is, is a guy that, you know, um, 
one of those contending teams take that late first round and, you know, he'll have he, some moments off the bench. He should be on that list for that Lakers uh, spot. Yeah, exactly. You can tell, like, he kind of – it kind of got like the game of like Chris Paul. He watched Chris Paul like he was influenced kind of by his game. Type yeah. Like I, I like the pick and roll game a lot. And like you say, he, he you know there's smart players that don't turn the ball over, turn the ball over most likely, and are young. I mean, those are kind of the gems because they can only get better. You know, they're not usually going to get worse. Yeah. Um, he uh, grew up in Seattle, so he looks up to Isaiah Thomas. Mm. It. Okay. Seattle's just got hoopers, bro. Zach Levine, Brandon Roy, Jamal, Jamal Crawford. Crawford. Um, yeah. who, who else? Uh, Spencer Halls is something I found out. And yep. Spencer Spencer Halls' his uncle was in the NBA. Like they just they just breed hoopers over there. Who, who else? Kevin Kevin Porter Jr. No, Michael it's, Porter Jr. Right? It's somebody young that's like showing good promise. I can't remember. It's gonna. Be, I gotta, I'm, I'm gonna Google it just to make sure. Uh, NBA players because he played for Brandon Roy, right? Michael Porter Jr. Okay. Yeah, man, they, they just breed hoopers over there. And I asked Jamal Crawford, like, why? Why the heck is there so many hoopers over there? He's like, bro, it's always raining. We just in the gym. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Um, Avery Bradley is another one. Joe Harris, Jalen McDaniels, DeJounte Murray. Oh, yeah, on, DeJounte. Uh, Gary Payton the second. Kevin Porter is one, too. Okay, so I wasn't wrong. There. Kevin Porter is one. Alonzo Trier, Marvin Williams. Oh, man, yeah. Nate Robinson was one we didn't mention. Right. Martell Webster, Doug Christie, hey, John Webster. Stockton. We ain't heard that Martell Webster name. D Mills, what Martell Webster used to play for? I don't remember. You could have just named the team. You was gonna be you right eventually. Y'all took him out of high school too. Yeah, this this is before he was a Blazers fan though. We talking like two thousand. Six, eight, nine. He right. played for the Wizards yeah. too, didn't he? He played for the Wizards too. Yep, that's where he ended his career. Yeah. Um, you got another favorite prospect, Mills, that you want to throw out there? Uh, let's go Obi Toppin. I like Obi Toppin. Um, I like his ability to play in the pick and roll and the pick and pop because his ability to shoot the three. I think that's real good offensive versatility when you play in that four, that four position when you have that ability to do both. Maybe they could sometimes throw him in at that small ball five if they really want to go small, depending on what team you're on. Um, but he does like like the defensive ability to guard faster people because he's I don't know laterally he's just like terrible mm-hmm. like you just go right go right around him so that's something that you have to watch when he comes to the next level because the four is an the NBA they're handling the ball and they going around people so that's something that he might have to really work on coming into the season. Yeah, y'all probably expect my opinion on Obi Toppin with him being a big man that doesn't defend. I just. I'm out on it. I'm, I, that doesn't mean he won't have a good NBA career, but like, I've been seeing mock drafts of people having the Bulls taking him at four, and I'm like, do do not, do not. I, I will be so upset if we drafted him at four. That's all. I'll be so upset if we drafted him at four. No, I agree. I will be too. <laughs> but but he projects to be a good NBA player, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, John Collins has the same issue, and he's 20 and 10, 40% from three damn near. Who wouldn't but, take that? Hey, but I think John Collins is also like two years younger than, than Obi Toppin, right? Obi Toppin's old, bro. He's yeah. old. I mean, you would just have to put him in a situation where you have somebody that can defend the back line of defense. Yeah. That's really it. Um, uh, Obi Toppin is cool, though. Obi Toppin is a guy that can win rookie of the year. Talk about yes. the NBA ready. He, He's the guy. He that, is my rookie of the year pick. <laughs> all, all the things I just said, he is my rookie of the year pick. I want to see him go to Cleveland with those guards that they have. I think that would be a good vertical lob threat and pick and pocket that can open up the game and floor for them. Mm-hmm. So I would I want to see him go there more so than the Bulls. 
I, I wouldn't even be frustrated with him going to the Bulls for this defense. I, I just why would they do that when they have a front? That court? would just tell us yeah, that they have somebody then they ask traded. That's all. Yeah, and I think <laughs> it would be too soon to trade either or unless she was getting something really good. So and rumors say that the Bulls are willing to potentially trade Wendell to move up to one, oh, which is like I thought. I heard Laurie. <laughs> would that make sense? For for the. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, I'm going to let Ack do his thing, bro. Whatever he yeah. think is best, count me in, man. He got to show me he bad for me to believe it. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's, that's a great mentality to have. I don't understand why fans be trying to, like, shut up. Yeah, yeah just got to let him make it move and see how it goes. Yep. Mm-hmm. I do, but I do I do not want to trade Wendell. I really believe that Wendell is going to have a really good season wherever he ends up being. Uh, Mike, that's do you have another? Uh, yeah, this guy, um, Grant Rilla. He, I, I just like him because he got a deep bag, bro. He, he is a, that's a Mike type of guy. He's he, a he got a, yeah, he got a deep bag. He got almost any dribble move, crossover heavy, and then when he gets to the rim, he got all like the little trick shots. So, I mean, he's just a bucket. I think a lot of teams could use him as a backup PG. Um, I know Philly has a whole bunch of people. He's the type of dude I think Philly could pick up on, and he would be a good pick. Um, if my Lakers could somehow get him, I think he would be even a good fit. Mm-hmm. Bucks. Yeah, Bucks. So he's just a bucket getter. Yeah, I like Grant. He was uh, between him and Malachi Flynn. They they go a lot at it for that late round point guard pick. I think Grant really is a bucket though. He does have a D bag. People just question the competition he played against since he went to Charleston. But mm-hmm. he's a bag nevertheless, and he's a senior. So he's a guy that's gonna come in and be ready to play. Um. My last, if we're doing top three favorites, is uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Um, I just think that he projects to be another one of those guys that, like, the guys to me that are, like, really fun um, when it comes to drafting are those players that maybe don't have all-star potential or superstar potential, but have longevity, you know, and good good play overall. And I think that's what Tyrese Halliburton projects to be. Um, I think that he he's one of those players that, I hope that he ends up in the right situation for him to blossom. Um, and I don't know what that is just off, off rip. I don't know. Maybe it is Atlanta at six if they don't trade it or, or something like that. But I would hate for him to go to a team where it doesn't allow him to be who he who he is. And I think there's a lot of players in this draft that kind of project that way as well. They're like, if they end up in the wrong situation, they may not flourish as much as they would if they were in the right situation. But but mm-hmm. I think I think Reese is, is really going to be a good NBA player. And yeah. I mean, the thing I like about him is I think even if he is in a situation where he's not like thrusted upon that role where he's like he, he's going to get everything he wants, I think he still can be just a, a decent contributing player in terms of like backup. And I think, you know, with that, teams are going to be willing to take like two, three years that, OK, you know, I'm going to let him develop slowly. Mm-hmm. But those are the dudes that over time, you know, four or five years down the road, those are probably starting caliber point guards coming off a bench. You know? Right. I mean, his basketball IQ was insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that'll always get you PT. I, what uh, I noticed about him is that he seems to shy away from contact when he's going for the round. I yeah, no, he, he definitely has his holes, right? Oh. He does he does not um go to the lane very often. His jump shot is a slow and mechanically doesn't look amazing. Um, but he but, can't make it. It's not actually it actually goes in. Right. It's weird. He has two uh, different shot forms: one off the catch and shoot, one off the dribble. Yeah. I, I I in my mind he went six to the Hawks. Um, I think he's as good as the talent around him. You know what I mean? Like, I think when you talk about fit, a team like Atlanta is good. You have a John Collins. You have a Trey Young. He was in the 98th percentile as far as catch and shoot, 99th percentile um, 
for a spot up shooting. So, I mean, when you shoot it that well, um, not the best pick and roll operator, but a secondary ball handler and playmaker, he would thrive in. And then you put him next to a guy like Trey, Cam Reddish, John Conn. I think they would be, I think they'd be solid, but they've also been uh, flirting with the idea of trading it. Mm-hmm. I think when you talk about non-fits, maybe Detroit, because they would yeah, probably- I don't, like, I don't want him to end up in Detroit, man. Yeah. They, they, the talent isn't really there for him. And then they would probably ask him to do things that it's not for him to do. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what you talk about, like fit and different things like that. I would prefer to see a Killian Hayes go to a team like Detroit, opposed to a Tyrese Halliburton. He's I like, like him though. I, I compare him to like Shea or Lonzo. And I that, think Shea's a good one because even with Shea, Shea has like a little hitch in his jump shot. It don't matter. It's a little slow, but it don't matter. He still gets it all. Um, but he's a he's a Midwest guy too, so he may see Detroit and be like, cool, because that's not too far from where he grew up and from family. But I no get get out of here. The Midwest is not a place you want to be for hooping right now. Uh uh-uh. uh. You got one more last favorite, Pete? Oh yeah, uh, Tyler Bay out of Colorado, um, a guy that I project to be very similar to Jeremy Grant from the Denver Nuggets. Um, you know that six seven, six eight frame, very versatile. Um, shown flashes of being able to shoot the ball, attacks the rim relentlessly block shots, rebounds, switchability defensively. Just one of those guys that to do a little bit of everything. And I think the more and more he progresses and develop, the more and more we can see him have a similar trajectory as Jeremy Grant. Because people got to understand, Jeremy Grant, who he is now, is very far from who he came in in the NBA as. You know, he came into the uh, Trust the Process Sixers, was kind of just a dunker, athletic kid. And then he worked on his game and kind of rounded his game out. And I think Tyler Bay since he stayed an extra year in college has already begin the process of rounding his game out. And the more and more he, you know, works on that at the next level, the better he can be. But I think he's a guy that can play from day one. Um, and I think the more and more he works on that shot and the better that shot is, the more the rest of his game will open up. But I think his defensive versatility uh, can play some small ball five, could play the four, could play some three if need be switching on defense all of that is just going to make his value go up but then we know the game changer for a lot of prospects is a three you know what i mean um but i like tyler bay a lot one of my favorite prospects what's the category y'all want to hit next we got um sleepers rookie of the year bus players we want to see our favorite team draft and like the old heads y'all want to do sleepers let's hit the sleepers man i can start it off too uh my my first sleeper is uh daniel Aturu. Um, he's a, he's one of those dudes that another big guy who could shoot. I think he's a little bit raw, but, uh, I was looking at his college stats and he went from 10 points his freshman year to 20 points his sophomore year. So he's one of those dudes that he looks like he's willing to learn. He overall just had, he just overall had a bigger jump, but I mean, teams that, that want to take a chance on a dude like this, who can do a little bit of everything at that center spot and also shoot. I think teams could work with him. I like Daniel Arturo when I first saw him, but I just don't think he'll get – I don't think he'll be able to do the things he did in college in the NBA. Like, how many teams are going to run their offense through him like Minnesota did? You know what I mean? He you said he averaged a dub? He did. Yeah, he, like a dub and He's a double-double guy. He's shown Flash to be able to shoot it real – you know, some Flash. But I think that's to make or break how well he'll be able to shoot it because I don't think nobody's going to pound the ball inside to him no. like, like they did at Minnesota. Like, they really gave him the ball. He went to where he told he told people up. I mean, he went to work throughout that Big Ten conference. But, like, yeah, like if you're saying he's – because he's going to go in the back end of the draft. Right. If he's, if he's going to fucking – like, let me let me look at the the uh, the teams and what they draft. Because what did you say? He's going, like, early second or, like, mid-second? 
What, what do you think? Yeah, I would say second to, to mid-second. So we're looking at teams like uh, – well, let me look. Let me look where somebody has him going. They got him going to Charlotte on NBA Draft right now. And what pick? Thirty-two. Uh, Thirty-two. Okay. So Charlotte would be Charlotte would be That'd decent, be cool. depending, but depending on what they do with the third pick, which I think they're going big. So if they mm-hmm. get into James Wiseman, I, it don't make I, sense, really. Yeah, because they they gave Cody Zeller his money. They got Beyond Boy, if I'm not mistaken. But um, I'm trying to look at some other teams. I mean, Boston. If they don't move up, mm-hmm. if they don't move up and and. and in the draft, Boston would be cool. Maybe Washington at 37. Um, but, yeah, maybe uh, Sacramento at 43. I don't know. But I like him. I yeah, just don't I know. Think, he... Maybe Sacramento. Maybe because uh, Marvin Bagley, he, they kind of iffy on him. Maybe they also do Daniel Oturo, try him out. But other than that, it, it's going to be weird. You know, all these kind of like somewhat traditional bigs that kind of look like they need those post touches, it's hard to project what they're going to do in the NBA. Cause right. Unless you as a, a number one pick, you're probably not getting that. Yeah. And then, you know, the defensive concerns. Um, but, defensive. you know, you know it's, Mike ain't going to never dra- uh, have a favorite player that, that play defense. He, he, like, he <laughs> like getting buckets. He like getting buckets. He don't get his own type of mold. <laughs> um, my, one of my sleepers in this draft is Robert Woodard, the third. Um, yeah. I, I yeah. really, really like him, man. And so – his his uh this year in college he shot like forty percent from three but it was on like two attempts and they were like ah is it is it really him but then he did the draft express like pre draft stuff um and like I I I screenshotted his percentage um on spot up threes in this combine he shot seventy four percent so it mm-hmm. seems like that that being able to to shoot the three ball might be real for him and if it is real for him I think that guy's gonna have a good NBA career I just do. He, yeah. He's 6'7", wingspan of 7 foot plus, um, good defender. I don't know how he would do against, like, the real quick guards in the league, but able to guard, like, 2 through 4. And if he can actually hit the three-point shot, I mean, people are going to want a player like that on this on the team. And I don't know what he's projected to go, maybe late first round or something like that, but I think he could come in and just be a, a good player if that three-point shot is really him. Now, the, the little thing is that he did not shoot the free throw well, um, and usually if you don't shoot free throws or you probably can't really shoot for real, for real, but only time will tell if that jump shot is real, I'm, I'm in. Mm-hmm. That's why I think the Mavericks are kind of in a win-win situation because even if they don't get a Desmond Bain, I think Robert Woodard goes there and fits in perfectly. He, mm-hmm. he like, he remind like my, my, uh, comparisons, I have OG Ananobi and Jeff Green. Like, I, I just think that I, I don't understand why his name doesn't, isn't getting talked about to kind of move up. Yeah, I think Robert Woodard is very, very talented, and I think when you talk about three and D guys that can complement your star player, perfect. Same thing with like Philly; he will complement a Ben Simmons mm-hmm. and a, a Joel Embiid. He will complement a Luca and Przingis. He will complement these these star players or duos. Um, I like him. Even Portland, he would fit nice in Portland. He would y'all be OG on the Nobi Mo Harkless? There you go. There you go. Yeah, I mean. I- my my first comparison when I was kind of watching him is like he kind of looked like a Tobias Harris guy, type guy. Like he could do everything well or you know good at a decent oh, level. Number twelve. Nah, <laughs> I mean he just looked like he, he looked like we did exactly what KB said. He looked like he probably have a good NBA career just because he just does everything well, and you know teams are gonna want that at that wing spot. Yeah, he's big, like super super big and muscular, bro. That's like I, I don't want him guarding me. Mm-hmm. You don't like nobody guarding you, but that's a. <laughs> My next you got, you got game though. You got game last time we hooped. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Bro, I forgot who I was up to. Oh yeah. Um, 
my next dude would be Devin Dotson. I like him. Um, he's a guard that I feel like when he come in, he's not going to be drafted to do anything crazy. He's going to be drafted to do exactly what he do, and that's mm-hmm. to come in and score the ball. I feel like his pick and roll play is really good uh, from what I've seen in college. Uh, he's real good at playmaking out of the pick and roll. He's not really looking to play make, but when it's actually given to him, he will do it. Um, I think that's really all you can ask for when a young guard comes in. Just don't give him too much. Just ask him go out there, score the ball. This is my favorite part because y'all have named two players that I haven't dove into yet. So now I'm adding them to the list of like, let me see what he about. Because Devin said, I mean, because because Derek said that he's a he's a sleeper. So I'm gonna look into him. Yeah, he cool. Uh, it's just so many guards better than him. That's the only thing. Um, my sleeper, one of my sleepers, uh, Jemias Ramsey out of Texas Tech. Me and um, he be thinking the exact same, bro. I, like, <laughs> I, like, I, I swear me and you be thinking a lot the same. Uh, I like yeah, him a lot, too, though. Yeah. yeah. Super explosive. He got that uh, ID. Wait, I don't get He got that IDGAF mentality. <laughs> like, oh. he, you know what I'm saying? Like, the J.R. Smith uh, I'm going to shoot it if I like it. Don't care what nobody's. And I think players that are going to be in his role need that. He's going to come off somebody's bench. Like, I think he'll be a great fit for a team like the Bucks. They need somebody that come in, defend, uh, shoot, won't care, and get his. Uh, and I think that's exactly what he can be. 6'4". Um, defensively, he's aggressive. He has some crazy highlights of him blocking shots like he isn't 6'4", like he's 6'9". Um I feel like I, when I was watching, it felt like his defense, like he was kind of lacking. I felt like he kind of sometimes, like, well, young players, their de- young players' defense IQ normally, like, I don't think anybody expects um, defensive IQ to be high for young players, but the explosiveness is what I'm speaking on. That's why I mentioned the blocks. I think when you see explosiveness uh, and willing to use explosiveness on a defense, you see what you can mold um, to, to have defensively. But, uh, yeah, a lot of young players are going to have to be taught how to play defense. They're, they're young. They don't know anything but scoring the ball. And I think um, I think that's okay. Cause they that's have what I lot, learned a lot about watching these players, that a lot of them are pretty bad defensively. <laughs> yeah, they're young. Yeah. But that, but that's right. why those guys that are good defensively go so right. high or, or, like, projected to go so high because it's it's such a, such a name, commodity. Name the three best players you've seen defend in this class, Derek. In this class? Um, yeah. It was uh, Onyeka on, 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 I can't say it. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like Isaac Okoro mm-hmm. and potentially Devin Vassell. Right. So one is a big man, a Kongwu. The other one, Isaac, Isaac Okoro, is the only freshman guy that can defend. And then the other is, who did you say? Devin Vassell, who's, who's, who's a sophomore. So usually a lot of guys make their jump that sophomore season like Devin Vassell or like Tyler Bay, but those young, super young guys like Jemias Ramsey, who else have we named that's super young? Um, but we can, we can project defense, defense, right? Like yeah, you can look, looking defense. at what they did and be like, okay, we can turn that into something that he does regularly. So. And a lot of guys I wanted to mention them like Isaac Okoro was holding him back from being a secure top five, top seven pick is his jump shot. Yeah, because he may just be all defense, and then if you get that, we've seen it. We've seen Stanley, Stanley Johnson. Johnson. That's what scares me about him. Yeah, just all defense. So, you know, even the guys that have the IQ is like, if you can't do, if you can't have value somewhere on the offensive floor, 
it's tough, man. It's tough. The Tony Allens, they're not here in 2020. We, we who who is a guy that is a defensive monster that doesn't do shit on the offensive end that plays in today's game? It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist anymore. Even even Patrick Beverly, a corners three point specialist. Yeah, it you gotta do exist. something, man. Used to be my boy Andre Roberson, but the last time I seen him, he was trying to knock him down. Facts, facts. Man had a game winner in the bubble, bro. Or like and a... he went two years missing though, so we <laughs> got to see him next year. Yeah, facts. Um, anybody else got got sleepers? Uh, um, I think Cole Anthony could be one. Uh, he's similar mode to like um the other guy I just said. I forgot who I said, but uh, just a guy didn't come in and score the ball. He averaged eighteen points in college. Um, the bucket. So I feel like when you got those guys, you just put them in and just ask them to do that. Potential to grow. Yeah. Cole Anthony just disappointed because he was a guy that did lottery, lottery. Now, I, he damn near didn't get picked in my first round. He went, like, late, late. Attitude, they talk about. Um, injury. Um, always on war zone. Always streaming on war zone. He's Is he? Just- yeah, and then he's a, he's a, he 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 can score, but he's like in a point guard body. So at some point he would have to play make somewhat, and he yeah. just doesn't have the he has that tunnel vision type thing where he's looking for his twenty four seven. But he is a tough shot maker. So I mean, you're right. If he goes to a team that could put him in a position to do what he does, he he will look good. But if he goes somewhere where they're trying to mold him to be a point guard, I think he looks bad. I think that goes to the point of the fit thing. Yeah, like on here it hasn't won a Philly. I think Philly would be a good pick because. He won't really be have to worry about that playmate burden. Ben Simmons is taking all that. I don't like Philly, fam. Why not? Because you want somebody that can play with Ben Simmons. Yeah. I, I Cole Anthony isn't like this knockdown shooter. There's just too many shooters to take Cole Anthony. And it's like Emmanuel quickly from Kentucky would be a much better fit because he shot the ball extremely great off catch and shoot, and he played defense. Versus a Cole who who would Cole defend. Um and then, yeah, is he going to catch and shoot the ball well? He'll get a bucket off of his own. But if he's just ISOing and taking step back threes, those aren't the shots he's going to get in Philadelphia. That's another thing. Like the shots that Cole Anthony likes and that he took in North Carolina, what team is allowing him to take those shots? Right. Philadelphia is. <laughs> you're not about to get 17 seconds at the top of the key, step back over Russell Westbrook. It's just not going to happen. You know what I mean? I'm like that's also the tough thing about the, like Jay, like we said with Jay McDaniels, not a lot of teams he he would be drafted to will let him play the way he played in Washington. That opportunity just won't be there. So you would have to develop playing off of those guys, and I think that's the tough part about the NBA. Uh, for a lot of guys, over the course of the years, we've seen them come in and they're used to playing a certain way, and now they have to adjust because when these guys get drafted, they go from Cole Anthony was the best player in North Carolina. Wherever he gets drafted to. He might he might not even be the fifth best player. So if he went to the 76ers, where where it would be Joe, it would be Ben and Joel. He might be the seventh best player on the team. Tobias, Josh Richardson, who else am I? Al Horford, Matisse. Matisse. Yeah, he could be like seven or eighth best player. So ah, it's tough. Um, I like Isaiah Joe. Isaiah Joe out of Arkansas. I promise you, I was just about to say Isaiah Joe, but I swear to God, I was just about to say Isaiah Joe. That's that's a guy that I think Philadelphia should take. Reminds me a lot of Wayne Ellington. Uh, shoot, just shoot it. Just shoot, 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 shoot. But he has size. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Wayne Ellington was like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, uh, and I think with, with offensive pro- progression, he could be somebody like a Jeremy Graham. I mean, not Jeremy Graham. Jeremy Lamb. Super smooth. But I think if you... Early in his career, he's going to see the floor from shooting the ball, being a sharpshooter, mm-hmm. and I think he can he can give a team like Philly 
um, that that sharpshooter. Yeah. I, I agree. He was one of mine too. He strikes me as one of those dudes where like he he might just not get that opportunity straight out the gate, but like maybe somewhere in the season he gonna have like a big nice shooting game and some and like the his name is gonna be known. Like people are gonna be like, okay, he he could definitely shoot that thing. He he's gonna be one of those type of dudes. I agree. I'll get my last two sleepers in together. Um, Aaron Neesmith, I don't know if he's considered a sleeper. I've seen him go as high as like 14. I've seen him go as low as like mid mid um, 20s. Um, obviously, great shooter. The only thing is he's coming off a, a foot injury that people are concerned about. But great shooter, plays well off the screen, like um, off ball screens, just, just running and running and running and hitting the shots. And then my last one is a guy I just kind of found out about yesterday um, is Yamadar. Uh, he, he played in the Israeli League. And he would be like the ultimate project. Y'all remember when Bruno Caboclo was drafted? They said two years away for being two years away. That's kind of the way I feel with Yamadar. Um, but he projects to be like a really high-level playmaker. And in his pre-draft workout or his draft combine, he was lethal. And that's something he wasn't, you know, last time he played like a couple months ago. So he's obviously been in the gym working on that shot. So I'm just I'm just throwing his name out there as, you know, a, a sleeper sleeper we talking late second round pick sleeper, yeah because i have no idea where he goes <laughs> yeah no. that's late second round pick sleeper sleeper but I'm, I'm just adding them to the list do we move on to the next one you got any more mike no i, I don't okay. uh, i thought a few more uh, emmanuel quickly from kentucky like i mentioned uh mm-hmm. catch and shoot three and d type point guard guy um who else was i was i supposed to mention that Bama boy, that Bama boy fast, man. That Bama boy um, got um, uh, Kira Lewis. Oh, uh, Kyra Lewis. I don't Kyra think he's a sleeper no more. Yeah, I don't think he's a sleeper uh, either. They talking about he might go eight to the Knicks. Uh, but, I mean, oh, yeah, so I like him, but I, I don't want to consider him a sleeper. Um, oh, Josh Green. I don't know if Josh Green is a sleeper either uh, out of Arizona. Reminds me of, like, Bogdan Bogdanovic. Um, who did you name, KB? Oh, uh, yeah, I, I like Neesmith. The only thing about him, man, is he might have been too good of a shooter. <laughs> That's what I was talking about on – um, I forgot where – I think I was doing it with Knicks Fan TV. I was like, he was so good as a shooter in college that the moment he walks in the door as an NBA player, they're going to know his name. You know how you just talked about Isaiah Joe, Mike? Like, he's going to have a night in the NBA that people are going to be like, oh, you know who Isaiah Joe is. Aaron Neesmith won't need that night. Soon as he walks through the NBA door, they're going to label him a lethal shooter, which I think he won't be able to creep up. He shot 52% from three. <laughs> like 52% from three. So the moment he walks in, the team, NBA teams ain't going to give him a chance. To, you know, they're going to play him like he's a veteran, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, shooting, shooting guy. So you I know think, what's good about know, them shooters, OP? What? You can't leave him. You can't. So they they can know he can shoot, and he might not always have them big nights. But you add him to a team or whatever team that need that shooting, you can't leave. It's spacing. It's no, without a doubt. But I just think that if he gets taken, especially as high as KB was saying, like at fourteen, which I've seen too, fourteen, thirteen, even twelve, I think. um, If he if he doesn't shoot forty percent from three. The world goes upside down, right? Because you're drafting him just for shooting. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing else. You read his draft report. There's nothing else they're going to talk about. It's, they're going to talk about yeah. shooting. They're not going to talk about playmaking. They're not going to talk about finishing at the rim. They're not going to talk about defense. If they do mention defense, they'll say he'll at least be average. Right. But he, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's shooting, and this is that foot injury. That's that's the only thing they really talk it. about. So if he comes in and he shoots 36 percent from the, from the feet from three. I, like people are gonna be like, bro, we just spent the twelfth overall pick 
on a 36 percent <laughs> who does nothing else so that expectation is just super high and i feel like teams ain't gonna let him be a 50 percent shooter in the nba you know that's just me but that is tough to point. say um but yeah i said isaiah joe we said jamias ramsey felt mm-hmm. like i had one more um but my mind going blank so i guess we can move on Scroll through my notes to make sure I ain't forget. Which one would y'all rather hit? Ricky Dier, Bus, our favorite teams drafting, or four or or the the old heads? Um, our favorite teams. Cool. So, uh, all Tyshawn Alexander mm. out of Creighton reminds me of like Josh Richardson, KCP, uh, Courtney Lee, D D and three guy. But uh, D Mills, you're gonna be the Blazers. All right. Yeah. Did you prepare was, to be the Blazers or did you prepare to be somebody else? I was prepared to be the Bulls. Why would you? What? For what? Why? Why? Because that's my number one team. No, that no, that the fuck it is not. Okay, Nobody, I do. Want, I, I do want to hear your Bulls list still, though. I Nobody thinks Bulls. of you as a Bulls fan, Demi. I'm just like you. Know. I'm just, and 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 are through the wire fandom. You are a Blazers fan. My Blazers just, fan. You're a Blazers I fan. Am. Right. So why would you <laughs> like what in your especially mind? Especially since I'm here too. You know yeah. I'm the Bulls too. What in your mental made you think you would be the Bulls if we you had we have Kenny? I was gonna be the Knicks. He was gonna be the Lakers. Obviously, you and Kenny wouldn't be the same team when you're projected to be a Blazer fan. Everybody in the community does think of you as a like. I I don't think nobody <laughs> says D Mill is the Bulls fan. Like Blazers, Blazers, Blazers. But I do right. want to hear you. Let's see, be my co GM. What do you got for the Bulls? Give me uh, give me just your three big board for the fourth overall pick. Three. Uh, Denny was number one. Obi Toppin, and then nope, you're fired. <laughs> you're, you're fired. Then, <laughs> Depending on if Lamelo's available, I would take so Lamelo. We would have to we would have to trade up for that. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it just depends on who's available. But yeah, those three. I don't hate your list. I just don't like Obi Toppin with the Bulls, considering what we have now. Um, but my my three for the Bulls were, was Denny. Um, as scary as I am, I'm scared of LaMelo Ball. I would be okay if we made that move to get LaMelo. And then my third was Killian Hayes. Those are my top three prospects for my Bulls. I'll, I'll go next. Um, we talked about it. This is on my wish. If we could get Desmond, he's still there. I'd love to get him, but like, he's not there. He's not going to be there. He's not going to be there at 28. Probably going to need like a veteran guard if we do if we end up drafting. So probably like a Malachi Flynn or a Grant Brother type. Player, maybe even Trey Jones, or I, I like them. Um, Emmanuel quickly, too. He could play defense and could catch a shoot. Okay, oh, for my Knicks, uh, we have a few picks, we have uh, eight and 27. Um, so at eight, my big boy would be damn, my bad. Uh, <laughs> big ass feet, uh, Patrick Williams, like I mentioned, uh, Kira Lewis. And uh, like y'all, should we can move up and get Lamelo? Why not? You know why what I'm saying? Not? Yeah, why not? Um, then at 27, I think it just depends on what we do at eight. So if we go wing, we would take a guard like Malachi, right. like a Grant Riller. Um, and if we went guard like Kyra Lewis at eight, I think go wing like a um, Robert Woodard um, or Isaiah Joe. I wouldn't be mad at Isaiah Joe at all. <laughs> then if we traded with like Boston and it got like 14. I would be looking to hopefully get Tyrell Terry, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think we need to get guard or wing. Uh, for the Blazers, I would like for them to take oh, okay. um, Sadiq Bey if he's available. I feel like his um, defensive ability, his ability to score the ball. When I was watching him, it was kind of hard to find really flaws in his game. He kind of just seemed like he does a little bit of everything. That's kind of mm-hmm. how I looked at him. 
It looks like he can play. He plays his role very well. He yeah. knows his role and he 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 plays it very well. But if you couldn't get Sadiq, Sadiq Bay, <clears throat> if we couldn't get Sadiq Bay, um, who else would be available around this time? Uh, Tyrese Macy, Maxi. Um, I feel like he would be a good guard to just come in to score the ball. I feel like he would go good with um Gary Trent Jr. and him both of them off the bench together. Especially mm-hmm. since we probably won't have Rodney Hood for most of the season because then he tore his Achilles. Mm. But that was a while, that was a long time ago. It feels like, right? Mm-hmm. Let me see what mm-hmm. that was. Look, low key, Didn't it, happen might be it happened. I don't season. know the the timeline from this year is crazy. He was a start of the season. Let me see injury. Um, he injured himself. This towards Achilles December sixth against the Lakers and oh. had his surgery December eleventh. So he might be able to play this season. Isn't it like a twelve month timetable usually? Yeah. Yeah. So he he might be back. He might be back to play for y'all because he was having a real good season too, man. He's having a real good season. Um, next one might get some people mad. Let's talk about the players we think have the biggest bust potential. Uh, Anthony hard. Edwards. <laughs> I think going, yeah, doing it out there. Uh, when I watch him, I get Deion Waiters vibes. I just mm. feel like that motor. I feel like his inconsistencies offensively, uh, defensively, he lacks any effort. He literally doesn't even try. Maybe because he's on a losing team. Um, if he gets drafted to a team like the Warriors, where that shit won't be tolerated, because he's going to be playing on the Steve Kerr, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, maybe they can pull it out of him. But um, when I watch him, it just seems like he has Deion Waiters vibes written all over him. I feel that, D-Mills. And he's, he's not my pick, but I understand what you're saying just because he is so naturally gifted that, like, I feel like that naturally gifted can only get you so far, and eventually you're going to have to put in that work. And from whatever everything I've seen about him, he just started hooping a couple years ago, like really hooping a couple years ago. He was a football guy uh, before that. So that gives me a little bit of hope that he'll, he'll come around on some of those things that may be negatives. Um, but I understand what you're saying, man. Like that natural gifted stuff, like Wiggins was naturally gifted. And maybe then put in the same amount of work to to keep elevating and just kind of plateaued and cool, but nothing really more. Um, I think that this is another thing where like my pick is a guy that if he is in the wrong situation and it's Isaac Okoro, if he is in the wrong situation on draft night, I feel like he has potential to be bust. Um, just like we mentioned Stanley Johnson as, as a guy, he he's going to be a great defender, but I think he needs to have the right coaching, the right system around him, the right shooting coaches to get that offensive game to catch up with the defense. I think it could happen if it's in the right situation, but if it's not, I could definitely see him. Like we looking four years down the line, we're like, oh, they took him at six. I forgot about that. Or they took him at, at seven. I forgot. Um, I think he has that potential. My, that was mine. Uh, I like Isaac Okoro. He has upside, but he's scary to pick because um, offensively he doesn't shoot the ball well. Um, obviously, he can improve. And I think it's important for us to say nobody's hoping anybody. Yeah, yeah. Us. I think that's We're rooting for all of these guys, but I'm just, if we have to pick one, uh, the scariest would be Isaac Okoro because he's, the reason he's scary is because he's so good defensively that you take him that high. But if the offense never catches up, then we talk about guys like just, uh, Stanley Johnson, or even a Justice Winslow. Like, Justice Winslow, he's a solid NBA player, and he's good, but I don't think we've seen the moment of him looking like a top-10 pick yet. Um, you know what I mean? And, yeah, it's like those guys are as good. The later those guys get taken, the better they are. But when you start talking about being a top-five pick, 
and only being able to play one side of the ball exclusively kind of it's, mm-hmm. it's it's tough he's a, he's um, a tough player because i think his ceiling is really high but his floor is really low you get what i'm saying like he yeah. has the potential to be like a very very good nba player he does but he, but he also has the potential to be like you know he's an underrated playmaker as well um so yeah i think it's about where he goes like kb mentioned i think it's part of his development man i think that shot like even if he even if he does bust because of his jump shot, he can still he can, he may still be serviceable at some type of level. I don't. I, I, when I'm saying bust for these guys, I'm not saying out of the league in three years, um, which maybe bust isn't the word because you know I think that maybe word, disappoint, yeah, disappointing. Yeah, disappointing maybe should yeah. be the word more so than bust because it, it takes a lot for somebody to be a bust in my eyes personally. Um, but yeah, uh, I think. Even if he's a little disappointing, he still could have some value somewhere. We've like seen Michael that, Gilchrist. right? Like Gilchrist still getting contracts and things like that. Yeah. So, you know, something to be there. But as if he wants to be that fifth pick worthy, like oh, we snap. It's going to be because of that jump shot, the playmaking, and the defensive upside. Because mm. he's the best defender in here by a long shot to me, yeah. as far as one-on-one perimeter defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that this one, I, I was just like kind of lost. I'm like, damn, I don't know who is really going to be disappointed because I, I just like I'm not as familiar, so I don't know where all the expectations are for just a lot of these guys. Um, I think that Anthony Edwards was kind of uh, a good one, and I think similar is the guy that me and P was talking about, but that Jameis Ramsey, he he's not like a lottery or nothing, but I think he could be in that same mode of like a Deion Waiters, where it's just if he's not in the right predicament where he's just, you know, looked at as a scorer or go-to guy, he might just kind of fall off because he's not asked to do what, you know, what other people want him to do. I can see that. I can see that. Um, which well, other category? When we look at busts, though, won't they kind of be considered, like, early picks instead of, like, generally? He said that, Derek. Oh, he did? Yeah, he did say that. Yeah, he did say that. What do we have next? Oh, rookie of the year picks. Um, I already mentioned mine will be Obi Toppin because he is so good on the offense side of the ball. He will be able to put up like counting numbers on whatever team he goes to, as long as it's not the Bulls where he's sharing the front court with four other like good big men. Um, no matter where else he goes, I feel like he'll put up counting stats. So I think he would be my pick for for rookie of the year right now. Um, I would go with James Wiseman. I feel like he has the ability to really impact the game with his size at seven one, defensive ability. Uh, Solid footwork. He has some improvements. Um, if he were to go to the Warriors, he would probably be the best center they've had in a while. Um, and Charlotte, they haven't really drafted a good center. So when you put him with good guards like that, when he has Terry Rozier, DeAndre, Devontae Graham, or either Steph and Clay, like guys where he can come in and have people that can play make for him and catch lobs, he can just – he kind of don't have to really come out of his role. He don't really have to try to do too much. And I think that will be a great place for him to go, where he could just thrive in his role. Mm-hmm. Uh, my early pick for rookie of the year, um, wild one, but Killian Hayes. I think Detroit is just giving him the keys, so I think the opportunity is going to be there. Probably, probably, probably going to trade D Rose, so that's going to open up even more. Trade him to well. I don't know, maybe LA, <laughs> but no, nah, but I, I, nah, I think that all, all the opportunity is there for him, and then it's just. Well, you said it like he already got drafted there. It just lines up so perfect. Yeah, I agree with it. It lines up perfect. I mean, he could go to Chicago, but it lines up perfect. If he goes oh, to Detroit, that's so perfect, man. They do. Um, um, what, what other? I think that's all our categories, right? My rookie of the year would oh, be. I'm sorry. Uh, and it, it, this depends on what guys go, but I'm gonna go Lamelo. 
think if LaMelo goes to a team where he can do his one-two, like a Nick team, then he's the rookie of the year by far. Um, now, if he goes to somewhere where he ain't able to do what he likes to do and the ball not really in his hands as much, then I think he won't succeed as much. But I, I'm trying to think who the hell would draft LaMelo if they're not giving him the keys, you know, because he's kind of well, – anytime you see him on tape, He's the best with the ball in his hands, creating plays, running a pick and roll, doing his thing, you know, kind of ball dominant, dominant esque. Um, but my other guy was uh, Aneka Kongwu. Because, mm. man, he wiping, he wiping. I, I like him better than I like Wiseman. He wiping their ass off the board. I think he can be a double double guy, even, even be a solid defender. Um, he's going to be nice, man. He's going to be nice. I like him a lot. Remind me of like Bam and Al Horford. <clears throat> I, I like his mode too. I do like him more than one. He would be my number one big man in this draft personally. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Any other categories that we that we didn't hit? We had the old his one. Do y'all want to hit that one too? I just got Desmond Bain. That's the only guy I had on the list. Like I, I couldn't even. Oh, I, I couldn't even think. I of like uh, Peyton Richard. Um, Peyton Richard. Richard. Um. I like him. I feel like he was NBA ready. He's not really fast, but he knows how to use his handle to get where he want to be. Um, and I think that's like a good solid guard that you could have coming in running like your second unit type type vibes. I could be a guy Philly should aim for too, more so than Cole Anthony. And I like his competitive nature too. He he like he comes out. He might not have the defensive ability, but he tries. That's something that you can only add. You said what? Like T.J. McConnell. Yeah, like if you just try, it makes up for what you lack. So. I love that. I love That's that. That's why we don't be understanding why your ass don't get up and down the court. Hands on the hips type shit. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, no, P, you missed the last time we hooped. In that last game of 32, D. Mills was out there dominating. He yeah, they told me he had like 15 in a row. He's spazzing. What happened after that 15, though? I, I had 30, and they doubled and tripled team. Oh. <laughs> he, ain't, he ain't used to that. You know what I'm saying? I was trying to tell him, man, when you get, you got to get used to that. You know what I'm saying? That's, that reminds me of that RDC skit when, when he was, he, he had he had 30, and then it was like 10 people came out of nowhere to guard him. <laughs> <laughs> it's, exactly, it's exactly what it was like. You should have won all three games, D-Mills. Who the hell out there could guard you? I only played guarding? two. He only played I two. I came uh, in late in the second one. But he, didn't, he ain't got no wins either, though. In those two, he didn't get no wins. Yeah, yeah, but the second one I came in, everybody, somebody had already 18 or 20. So I had then, No, that's Cap. Somebody what? Had like 16. That's ca- who did? Tyler? I don't remember. It was Tyler. If Tyler had like 13, he got it went from 20 to 18. And he said, what? Yeah, somebody <laughs> has 16. Like, no, Tyler he, ended up, ended up with like 12. 30. <laughs> He no, Tyler ended with like twenty five points because people started to actually play defense. Yeah, if, if Tyler had, if Tyler was a guy that had eighteen, I wouldn't give a damn. Derek, Tyler. you can't tell me that you didn't have the opportunity to come into game two. And I win. tried, but I was so rusty. Okay, that's so that's crazy. why Derek is never gonna reach his fullest potential as a hooper because he never he never holds himself accountable. He showed get he showed up game three and showed out. I kept saying I was the game two. Ain't Derek the guy you give a dime to? And somehow the ball is out of bounds, and he's like, Dude, "That happened <laughs> the last time he ran fulls. He was wide open underneath the hoop and, and threw him a pass on the ball. Yeah. And it's like he didn't even bend his knees and nothing to get the ball. It just went right out of bounds. And he's like, and oh. he at you, like, why were you throwing so low? Why was it high? Why was it not much here? It's like Derek, motherfucker, catch the ball. He, he's just the guy that's always gonna have an excuse. Hey, Tyler had eighteen. For those of y'all that don't know, Tyler is a small." 
uh, white guy. That... And then he also, but Tyler ended up being like fourth in points. Like it's not he had he started off hot because nobody was guarding him. And Tyler, then, our least the... athletic friend. Oh, uh, so By nobody far. was guarding Tyler. Nobody was guarding Tyler. That sounds familiar. <laughs> All right. It was a thirty-two. It you didn't 32. do it in a five-on-five. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. Wait, Mills got more excuses than what did Kyron say? More excuses. He got more excuses than a lawyer. <laughs> It was a it was a little fun little hoop session though. It definitely was. Whoa. It definitely was. Yeah, man. Heard some of y'all was irresponsible, but hey. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my hey. god. Hey, hey, hey. Crazy, yeah. man. Crazy. Niggas hey. trying to risk it for that biscuit, and they can't even get their jelly on the biscuit. <laughs> hey, listen, man. The the world is getting better, is from what I'm hearing. Um, vaccine is in the works. Yeah, I heard it's like ninety percent done. Yeah, man, they talk about Dang. the end of this year, so that would be so dope. So we like this What'd you say, Demos? Agency is in ten days. What? So, one more time. Free agency is in ten days. Oh, ten free agencies in ten days. Oh, yo, you said forget <laughs> about this conversation. <laughs> you heard he said, Demos? What? Well, yeah, about the work and about the vaccine. So what the fuck are you talking free agency? <laughs> <laughs> He said, "This is a basketball podcast, and we gonna." Be <laughs> but no, yeah, the draft and free agency are happening rapid fire, just like that. So we are very close to to having more off season stuff. I think that's where we're gonna end today's episode. Um, for three dudes being here and not really knowing much about the draft, I thought we we did our thing here. Shout out to Pete for being our expert. Hey, um, I'm proud of y'all. I, I knew KB was gonna come. I'm still proud of KB. Uh, I thought he was going to name some some other people, but Jalen Smith. Like, I was expecting the Tyrell Terry's and things like that, but I think I was like, damn, when you did name him, because you distracted me for a minute, because Jalen Smith, I wasn't expecting you to say, but that's a KB type of guy to like. Uh, it's funny, because a lot of y'all name guys that are like y'all type of guys. Jalen right, Smith, yeah. KB guy, Desmond Bain. Uh, who else did he name? Like, uh, oh, the guys that I named that Mike was like, damn, like, those are yeah, 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 yeah. the other guys. D Mills. Of course, you like Obi Toppin, like the the highest, the best player out of college basketball. Your guy, um, your sleeper is fucking the guy that's gonna go seventh. <laughs> um, yeah, my sleeper is Isaac Okoro. He's projected to go sixth, but I'm still counting on him to be a sleeper. Like, well, I didn't think um, Isaac Okoro was a sleeper. I'm just joking with you. Oh. <laughs> uh, I was still I proud. Of you. I was proud of you though, D Mills, for hearing names like Jaden McDaniels. That was that was real good. Uh, Peyton Pritchard is a nice one to hear you say. Um, so I think y'all did your thing, man. I think y'all did your thing. And nobody said nothing stupid, which I think is easy to do when you're talking about some shit you're not that familiar with. Um, so that's good. I think I think we were solid. I think we was real solid. Um, shit, we should mock draft actually. You think so? Just for the fun of it. If we if we fucked up a mock draft, who cares? But if we hit something right, it's like, yeah, them boys know what they're talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just like somebody sent me like a thing like, man, y'all was wrong on all these uh, uh over unders. Bro, the season got cut short. I was gonna quote dude and make him look like an idiot. The too. season yeah. got cut short. Like, what are you talking P, about? P, you just P was so confident in Knicks winning the twenty seven game. We won twenty one in the season. <laughs> the season got we cut short. more games to play. Yeah, we no, could have yeah. went six and sixteen. Or yeah, I, I was gonna I was gonna quote dude's tweet, but I was like, it ain't even worth it. Yeah, yeah, I was too. But I was like, he only got profile. The, the man said y'all got them all wrong. Yes, we missed 15 <laughs> games of the season. What are you talking but about? We can never get tweets like that when we write. We all <laughs> predicted that the Bucks was gonna get their ass washed by the Heat. Nobody was. Nobody was like, man, y'all snap. Y'all called it. 
people love to point out when you're wrong. I don't get no tweets about us so being right. That's what people care about more. People care about more if you're wrong more than you write it sometimes. Like when people is waiting for the Clippers Nuggets, people is waiting more for the Clippers to lose and they could talk about the, the Clippers than to say, oh, the Nuggets did their thing. People and, love and when you're wrong. I'm peoples. I'm peoples. Yeah, yeah it comes part of A lot of people's yeah. like you. My checks stay the same whether I'm wrong or right. That's the beauty of it because it's inevitable to be wrong in this playing field. If, you, if you're trying to be in this prof profession to be right all the time, man, you you up against a, a big ass heel, man. Because some dudes are just saying that we need to put some respect on Kyle Lowry's name because we ain't yeah, he can go sit his MPG. he can go sit his silly ass down as well. I saw that dumbass tweet. Um, stop tweeting me about specific players that I really don't give a fuck about. Kyle <laughs> Lowry is cool, but Kyle Lowry is not a guy you should be tweeting me to argue about. When, when do we name. do a, When do we do a top? We we haven't. I don't know. Maybe yeah, I last even, year. You watched the old one, I guess. You watched the one from last year. Like telling me that won't make me change. If anything, I'm gonna put him lower. Because just <laughs> I don't Kyle Lowry, he cool, but he not the type of dude that I'm stressing my list about. You feel me? Like I can name seven guys right now that I would probably take over Kyle Lowry at the point. Would y'all take Trey Young over Kyle Lowry? Huh? Would y'all take Trey Young? Over? I saw you what am I doing? people acting like you was tripping. Yeah, if you're in the playoffs, probably not. Yeah, Maybe. I I'd probably take Kyle Lowry if I'm trying to win at this moment. Um, but yeah. if I'm building the team, I'm taking Trey Young 100 percent of the time. It's not even close. You was not tripping when you said that. The man just had 30 and 10. <laughs> hey, me and Mike were talking about what? What did we do, Mike? We were talking about Trey Young. Um, oh, we were. I think we were saying like if he if he became just an all right defender, he's probably just top five in the league. Period. Oh yeah, yeah. He'd be like he he'd be like top five, top oh, ten in the league. The man sure. cannot defend shit and still gonna be top five. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty in your second year, bro. bro. We we were saying, bro, if he came out this season and just played okay defense, it's over with. It's 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 a wrap. It's so hard for him because he's so damn small. He's so small. He's yeah. so small. Yeah. Like Curry, he be making Curry like Curry's big, six three, whatever. Curry would bully him, and Curry's the guy that was small, <laughs> getting hot, hit it on defense and whatnot. But yeah, come on, man, don't be tweeting me about no damn Kyle Lowry. Like he, 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 he tagged us in his fucking resume. He gave us Kyle Lowry's resume. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, 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 yeah, so give me y'all top 10 point guards on top of y'all head. No order, but just give me 10 of them. Stephen Curry. Dame. Russell Westbrook. Ben Simmons. Chris oh, yeah. Ball. Um, Kyrie? Did somebody say Kyrie? Yeah, Kyrie. 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 Yeah, he's one of those times. He got to look at the damn conference. Trey Young, he said. Is Luca a point guard? Luca, yeah. Luca's a PG. What are we classifying James Harden? He's, a, he's a shooting guard. Uh, he was a shooting guard last year. Yeah, he was. Um, Kemba Walker. Um, I think that's debatable. Kemba Kalaris, that's a conversation, bro. That's a conversation I'd have. Hey, that's a great conversation, but we already at eight. So even if Kyle won that, mm -hmm. at, at best, at best, he's like seven, eight. And once John Ball, and once John Wall come back, I might have to say him. He better hope John Wall ain't <laughs> on shit. He better hope John Wall ain't on shit. He better hope Jamal Murray ain't really what he showed in the bubble. Because if Jamal Facts. Murray really what he showed in the bubble, he got it. He gonna end up something. And I still feel like we forgetting somebody. So I'm finna Google NBA point guard. I just feel like we forgetting somebody. I'm looking right now. Bleach Report got to cut it out, bro. Oh hey, my god. Hey, it's a it's a dude out west, young guy. I might have to. I might damn near take him over Kyle Lowry. John yeah. Murray. Oh, John. John Morant's not a better basketball player than, than Kyle Lowry at this point. Yeah, if you're actually, building I'll put Kyle Lowry in the top. Understand. 
But if you, but like as of right now, who's a better basketball mm-hmm. player? Kyle Lowry is. That might be. I think there's a lot of people that's probably like right under like D'Angelo Russell, probably like right next to him, mm-hmm. underneath him. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, we just named him. I think it's probably like people that's like right underneath him. Bleach Report's put out a whole article of trading Devin Booker. And like, why the hell the Suns trade Devin Booker for Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn? Why? Oh, what? <laughs> why? Why? Oh, they got the Bulls in here? The Bulls if trade. I, if Pat Riley pulled that off. Bro, listen to the <laughs> Bulls trade. The Bulls get back Devin Booker and Kelly Oubre, and they trade Zach Levine, Laurie Market, and Thaddeus Young in the fourth overall pick. Nobody Bleach, wins that trade. It's a Bleach Report article from June. I got Kyle Lowry as a six-point guard. But I think this may be for this year. That would so make maybe. sense. Kyle Lowry was really good. I don't want people to un- misinterpret Yeah, like Steph us. isn't on his list because of injuries and whatnot. Yeah, I don't want people to misinterpret us. Kyle Lowry is a very, very good NBA player. Yeah, yeah he's good. solid. He's solid as hell. But I don't think he's elite or good enough to be tweeting us about. <laughs> Simple. He's not top five, nowhere near top five. At best, he's seventh. He was sixth with injuries like a motherfucker this year. So, like, uh, you know, he could very well be the eighth or ninth best point guard. And then we're talking, and that's if certain guys don't do nothing crazy. Like, if John Moran has a crazy sophomore season, De'Aaron Fox bounces back, John Wall coming, like, Kyle Lowry could be a 10th. He's just on a really good team. That team is solid. Very good. Very, very good. Now, the Kemba Walker debate is something. That's something. Yeah, it is. It really is. He um, better hope LaMelo don't come in here and start killing. <laughs> <laughs> now he got me mad because he want to tweet us about some damn Kyle Lowry. Like, like somebody been slandering Kyle Lowry. I ain't talked about Kyle Lowry in so long. I was confused. Kyle Lowry. Boy, yeah, top 50 list. I was like, huh? Yeah, that yeah, was a long time 50. ago. Yeah. Anyway, we'll be back on Saturday with our next episode. And let me let me look at the calendar real quick. How close will we be to everything? Saturday will put us at the 14th, man. Yeah, so it'll be right around the corner. So um, Tuesday. Tuesday puts us like two days before because it's on Thursday, right? Thursday the 18th. 18th of the draft. Oh, 18th that, of the draft, which is Wednesday. Wednesday. Our yeah. last episode will be that the day before, 17th. So my question to y'all, we'll talk about this after the show. Thank y'all so much for watching. We'll be back. Peace.